there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one delectable page of Talmud every day. It's been an intense week here on the show. We've learned about ancient symbols and modern interpretations. We talked about why you should study Torah and puzzled over some of the Talmud's more obscure mysteries. But today, I want to take a little break from all that and tell you a personal story about the way we celebrate Shabbat in our house and about how two wise children helped us learn a profound lesson. Like so many working families living in big cities and juggling 106 different responsibilities every single day, we hurry. An average day here at the Leibowitz headquarters involves picking up and dropping off from school, usually while simultaneously hopping on and off work halls or virtual meetings. Then there's piano and horseback riding, homework and playdates, cooking dinner and getting ready for bed, all while work emails continue to chime and call our attention away from the torrent of things we already have to do. We're no different than so many other American families who, while lucky enough to have a roof over their heads and food on their table, still make it to the finish line every day, feeling exhausted and more than a little short of breath. Life as you might have noticed, can get a bit rough sometimes. So it's no wonder that when it comes to dinner, we sometimes, often, choose to make life easy. We're all big cooks and enthusiastic eaters, but on weekdays, we're content to just toss some rice and chicken into the Instant Pot, add a bit of teriyaki sauce and some mushrooms maybe, and gobble it up unceremoniously in the 30 minutes or so we have before bedtime comes a-knockin'. And for the longest time, Even though we try to make Friday nights more special, we found that when the time came to make Kiddush and light the candles, we're seated at a table that didn't look all that different on a Friday than it did, say, on a Wednesday. One Friday night, as we were sitting down to eat, we noticed that our children, ages 10 and 8, you might have heard them here on this show, were looking a bit unhappy. We asked them what was the matter. And they replied that while the food was delicious, the table just wasn't fancy enough. At first, the comments sounded really strange. These aren't fancy kids, which you'd know if you've ever seen them assault a pizza pie, say, or descend on a pint of ice cream. They wear t-shirts and shorts, not jackets or dresses. They play in the dirt and are happiest when allowed to snack something in front of the TV. These, in other words, aren't esthetes who need everything done just so. What then were they telling us when they were talking about the table not being fancy enough? Today's page of Talmud can help solve this mystery. Have a listen. Rav Yosef said, From here there is an allusion to the idea that blind people eat but are not fully satisfied when they eat because they cannot see their food. Seeing the food contributes to the enjoyment of eating. Abayah said, therefore, from what we have just learned, one who has a meal should eat it only during daytime, when there is light to see the food that is being eaten. Rabbi Zerah said, what is the verse that alludes to this? Better is the seeing of the eyes than the wandering of the desire. Better is the seeing of the eyes. Like the wise humans they are, my children intuited this principle immediately and innately. They understood that if Shabbat was to feel special, it needed to look special too. And so began Operation Mise en Place, 
French roughly translated for putting things in their correct place. It's a fancy term that fancy chefs use to describe a process in which all ingredients are cut, measured, and beautifully arranged before them as they take to the kitchen and get busy. Inspired by this idea, we too set out to beautify and prepare our Shabbos table. Not only were the candles and the challah given pride of place, but a small silvery bucket was introduced to house the wine, and little bowls set up across the table, each with a little treat for Shabbat, hummus for Lily, egg salad for Hudson, something with eggplants for the grown-ups. The main course itself was upgraded as well. No longer do we simply bring out the roasted chicken, say, in its pan. Instead, we transfer it to a large plate and garnish it, with herbs and vegetables. We fold the napkins just so. We bother with the goblets. We stop to arrange the silverware. And then, when all the fussing is over, we stop and admire it all. The food, of course, tastes just the same, scientifically speaking, but I can attest that, having spent a moment caring for the aesthetics of the meal, it tastes much better. It tastes different, in fact. Somehow more special. It tastes like Shabbat. Before too long, we started discussing the weekly Parsha at the table, too, each person asking questions and sharing their favorite bits of insight. Our Shabbat dinners have been completely transformed, completely elevated. And it started with one simple insight, felt by the children and confirmed by the ancient rabbis. Looks matter. This is why we have the idea of Hidu HaMitzvah. If there's a mitzvah to be done, make it pretty. Get that fancy challah cover. Invest in that nice kiddush cup. Feast your eyes, and your soul is bound to follow. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi, or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.